We are back. We are back. We've returned triumphant 34, episode 34, the Charles Barkley of episodes. What's up, Roman Harper? I like Charles Barkley. He's from Alabama. I'm in. That's what I'm 34. saying. I thought you That's might like good number. That now, I could also go... I got to give you a little football, you know, whoa, love whoa, too. What you got? Which running back you come with? Walter Payton. I figured you might. Sweetness, baby. Yeah, I figured you might. That, I mean, but other than that, though. Other uh, than that? That's, I'm with it. You are with it. I'm with it. Okay, yeah. Phoenix Suns, it. Charles Barkley, 34, classic NBA uniform. One that uh, the hoopsters, I'm sure, are still trying to get their hands on. I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but uh, you know about the hoopster culture? No. What's the okay, so you know about hipsters? Teacher. Hipsters, right? Okay, basketball fans, NBA fans who collect vintage, throwback, even obscure NBA uniforms. So think like Christian Leitner dream team uniform or jersey. All right. Okay, think about – remember those ugly-ass Pistons uniforms that uh, they wore for a couple years? Like they looked like a dragon. It was like the ugliest green and red. Oh, yeah, that was Grant Hill years. Right, I had that. I didn't think that was ugly. I thought that was kind of sweet. I thought it was ugly. Well, (laughs) no, I thought it was great as a kid, but looking back – no, they didn't really hold up, if I'm being honest. So, all I'm saying is I had that jersey. They don't – those are not the throwbacks that they put on. I, I had that, that Grant Hill jersey as a kid. Oh, so, that's dope. So, I had it. And, you know, but, like, if I if you find that today and wear it as a grown man, right? And it's usually dudes rocking, like, an old-school hoopster jersey. Like, think of, like, a Muggsy Bogues. You know, something like that. And you're wearing – probably got, like, Chino shorts on and boat shoes. Like, those are hoopsters. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So I didn't know what it was like 10 years ago. And when I first found out, it was the funniest and greatest thing I'd ever learned. I, I'm kind of with you, Kyle. I, I, so I, I've never had been like a basketball jersey guy until I'm older. Really? I never wore basketball jerseys growing up. You I'm, know, not, I'm not a jersey guy. Well, I'm not like a jersey guy, period. So like that, I don't, are you, a, you don't wear jerseys out. Like you just collect them, right? I, I do I do collect jerseys, but I do have a few select few that I will. Well, no wear. NBA jerseys like you you that's your style. Like yeah. you could rock an NBA jersey For out sure. to a club, straight or straight guns out. Absolutely. I don't wear. I used to wear sleeves, but at some point I got bigger arms, and right. I was like, why would I put sleeves why on these would things? You cover when I see up. like guys that don't need to have their arms out, have their arms out in jerseys, it's awkward. I, I definitely. I'm completely a guy that says everybody should wear no sleeves when they wear jersey. Right, right. No, that's uh, unless it's cold outside. No, no, you, you got to earn that. I mean, you could do it if you want to, but everybody will know you didn't earn it. <laughs> so you got to earn it, right? I don't feel like I've earned it lately. Maybe one day I'll get back to earning it. We'll rock some jerseys, hoopster style. I'll go back and get a Tom Gugliotta jersey from the Washington Bullets. Gooks, hey, dude, that is a good throwback. A good so throwback. that is a good. That is a. I gotta find the right one then. That like thing- a Mitch Richmond Sacramento Kings jersey. How about that? Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. Yep. Look, Kevin Willis, Atlanta Hawks. That's a good one. I would rather have Dominique Wilkins. Mookie Blaylock. Mm, so you can't have the star player. I mean, no, you can, but it's cooler if you have like a sidekick. Then I'd rather go Stacey Ogman. Ooh. Ooh. I like that one. I'd rather go Stacey Ogman. Get like Ogman. a John Starks Nick, Nick's jersey. Oh, now. You see what I'm saying? Oh, no, that, now that one's deep. That's pretty good. If you got a John Starks, people, that's much respect. It's fantastic. That if means you, you know something about basketball. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> if you had a Latrell Sprewell Nick's jersey, you would rock that, right? Now he's a For little, sure. He's well, an Alabama guy. Oh, that's right, he is. He's I, did, I did not know that. So, I mean, you could go on and on for days with this. Yeah. So Robert, a, can I get a Robert Horry oh, uh, Houston Rockets? Absolutely, you can. You can have Big one shot, Bob. He's a little Cedric Ceballos, Dallas, Ma- Dallas Mavericks oh. jersey. Well, uh, I like Ceballos uh, when he was at um, uh, with the Suns. I think I made that sound Latin when I said it. I think it was Ceballos. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. My, so, no, I love it, though. That, like, so the hoopster thing. I, the Charles Barkley Phoenix Suns 34, which obviously should probably take us to the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul's got COVID. Yeah, we woke up and that happened. It's crazy. Like, I woke up to do a sports radio show today thinking my, my lead into my show was, what you, did you see what Kevin Durant did last night? Yes. And, then, and we still did, but it, we had to start it with, hey, before we get to that, Chris Paul has COVID and may not be able to play in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Not only that, uh, I mean, it was a lot that happened today in the basketball world, Kyle. Tons. <laughs> Tons. The, this was the longer the day went on, the more stuff went on. Yeah. And uh, this today is Wednesday, June the 16th. Today, very busy day in the NBA. But, yes, wow. let's start it off with uh, Chris Paul got COVID. That was at like 9, 8, 8, 9, 8 something, 9 a.m. this morning. That's when that hit. And I was like, dude, I, I mean, first of all, I'm like, man, that stinks. 
Um, and then, that sucks. I hope he's okay. I don't, does he have symptoms? Is right. He, then you just the questions just continue to just roll off your head. Which well, is, but while the questions are rolling off, then you get stopped an hour later. It's like, oh, by the way, Kawhi Leonard's got a knee. He's not going to play tonight. <laughs> he may also not play the rest of the Western Conference semifinals. And then by lunchtime, it was, oh, Kawhi's got an ACL, and that's not good. So does he? Well, yeah, it's, they're not calling it the last I've checked. Sitting at, we're sitting here at 9:30 on Wednesday night. Last I checked, they weren't calling it a tear. But they, they were fearing an ACL injury and out indefinitely. So that, that's what we know. So Kawhi Leonard not playing tonight, and it doesn't sound like there's a very good chance at all he's going to play in the rest. I mean, I, I'm only laughing because the injuries this season have just been awful. awful. Just well, especially awful. during the playoffs. Well, all year long it's been happening sporadically throughout the whole year. Well, and I'm looking at some of the headlines right now. The most recent one, like ESPN said, Kawhi Leonard could miss the rest of the series with a knee injury. But a couple hours before that, you know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, well, I missed a different headline. But anyway, ACL is what they're worried about. Sounds like he's done for the series. And if they still advance, which I can't imagine they do without him, uh, against the Utah Jazz, I guess possible playoff P better. I mean, that dude better get some extra sleep tonight. (laughs) I mean, I hope he got some sleep last night. But, like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. So, Oh, it's awful, dude. Like, Kawhi Leonard hurt. Joel Embiid's playing tonight, and he's playing really well, but, like, he's Balling. been hurt. James Harden got hurt. Kyrie's not playing game six. Chris Paul's got COVID, which we got to get back to. Jalen Brown and Jamal Murray got hurt before the playoffs started. Yeah, they did. Uh, James Wiseman got hurt season ending. Gordon Hayward got hurt season ending. Uh, I can keep going. Like, it's insane how many injuries have happened this year. LeBron James missed more games than he's ever missed his whole career this year. Speaking of, uh, LeBron, I think, like an hour ago said, uh, or whenever it was, said he predicted all of these injuries oh. with a short turnaround in the season of course LeBron well you know of course he's oh, they, they, actually I see never mind I see the tweet uh, he said they didn't they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season I knew exactly what would happen I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game these injuries isn't just part of the game it's lack of pure rim rest uh, yeah rest before starting back up eight possibly nine all-stars miss playoff games most in league history this is the best time of year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. Uh, I speak for the health of all of our players, and I hate to see this many injuries, blah, so on and so forth. So, yeah, he says he predicted it. Um, and, yeah, the, I, I think I just got – oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell's hurt too. Forgot about that one. Uh, Mike Conley has – you know, Mike Conley's out, yeah. Not, not going to play tonight. So it's, He uh, hasn't played all series. It's a – figurative bloodbath in the NBA play. It's just everybody's hurt. Well, yeah, and it's a lot of soft tissue injuries, too. Not contact injury, yeah. Lower body, soft tissue injuries. Yeah, man. That means it's a lack of rest. It's a lack of... And, you know, people are like, oh, man, you get a day off. I'm like, yeah, in a hotel bed. Yeah. You know, it's not my own bed. It's not like anything relaxing. And you go back and forth. The time spent on an airplane, you're still on your feet. And... You know, you have to wear certain tights and different things like that to just to keep your blood flow well while you're on these planes and traveling all these hours. Uh, at least that's what I tried to do when I was in my former playing years way back when. Whew. So, it's bad. Kyle, it's tough, man, and it stinks, but what are you to do? What, what are you going to do? I like, mean, well, let me you ask know, cause, you. Because, look, this, the schedule was set, and at some point they said that they were going to play. So, um, it just um, it stinks, man. It's part of the game. Injuries do occur. And um, right now, man, the teams that are going to be the healthiest are the ones that's going to be able to survive. This is the year of survival, Kyle. Think about the it. Battle this way. of attrition, like, because your best teams, you know, everybody thinks Brooklyn's the best team, but shoot, the moment all their players are hurt, are they really the best team anymore? Well, I mean, and that applies to everybody. And, right. And they're deep. I mean, they're they're pretty deep now. They were, they could have been deeper. Lamarcus Aldridge retired, and you know, an injury or two. But I mean, they've they've got some. Blake Griffin showed up last I mean, night a little Blake bit. Blake Griffin like, is a Hall of Famer. Well, sure, but like, I mean, uh, you sure about that? By the way, yes. Okay, I he will re- be. I haven't thought much about that one. I'll come back. He, to he it. will be. Okay, and when it's all said and done, I haven't thought about that one. Let me return to that. But no, I just. I mean, it, he's been dunking since he got to Brooklyn. I gotta think about it some. I gotta <laughs> think about it some. That's all. I so, can't believe he went at two years, but, almost two years without dunking. The Nets uh, are crazy. the Nets are a pretty ahead. deep team, and the the injuries suck. But you're right; that applies to everybody. Um, and and watching it last night, first of all, KD was incredible. Uh, James Harden played 46 minutes, and I mean, he, I think he, what, he had eight assists and six rebounds, but he only had five points, one of ten. He really couldn't do much, but it was, you know, good for him for playing through it, man. Like, that's that's what you got to do in the playoffs. But 
He didn't exert himself enough to mess up the hamstring more. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't know, That's man. That's the biggest thing. It's just it, – Which it's, was good. But it didn't matter. KD won the game. This dude went out there. Everybody said that KD's never been – had to be in the position where it's just him or carry a team. And could he do it, blah, blah. He went out there and put up 49. Could have been – it should have been – well, he would say it could have been 50-something because he missed a couple free throws. Yep. And did his thing – really just took over the game that fourth quarter when he started out on a mission and continued to push and go. The, another thing that you appreciate, he played all 48 minutes. He, he did not come out the game. So, and you can say that, you put up, he gets 17 rebounds, which a lot of people don't give him credit for, that he, when he, the one year of college basketball he played, he led the NCAA in points and rebounds. Let's not forget that. No, I mean. So, all this is not true yet. Then he had, what, 10 assists or 11 assists? He's the best player on the planet. And, and that there's not a doubt in my mind about it. First of all, he. Well, when he's on, he is. And it's he's the, the best player on the planet. When, it's, when he's on, there's, well, nobody else can do what he does. I, I was yelling, and I wasn't the only one, I don't think, but I was yelling three, four years ago, this is the best offensive player on the planet. Yeah, now, before we, we can, he tore his uh, Achilles. We, we can still call LeBron the greatest player on, in the world if you want to. That's fine. He certainly earned it. But, like, three years ago, Kevin Durant was the best offense. He, he can create and or make any shot on the court. Yes, he can. And there's nothing you can do about it. And he has clutchness to him, too. And let's not forget the finals in Golden State when he walked the ball down and pulled that deep three right there in front oh, of LeBron. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and like, game time did. There's a lot about Kevin Durant that you you don't necessarily have to like. The burner <laughs> the burner accounts, the beefs. Well, this. that's what people are going to call him out on. But as a basketball player, I've seen very few that and can it do shouldn't it. Matter, it shouldn't matter that he has a burner account. No, it he, shouldn't. It shouldn't. Look, But as part of the media and things, it, oh, gives, come it gives people something else to talk about. Are you really defending the burner account? I'm, no, I'm not. Look, I'm just saying, I'm saying it, it, but like that gives people a reason to hate on his on KD. That's all I'm saying. Instead of really focusing on his game as good and as great as it is, yeah. people will bring up that part of it, which we do, right. because it is true. Because he, it's, it, he, it's it, his it fault. It is true because it is true. Because he does it. There's no doubt. All right, I'm sorry he got a pop bring, off. Right, I'm just saying he brings it on himself. But as yes. a basketball player, I've seen very few who can do what he does in Nobody. my entire life. And he's like seven foot. Kyle. He's unguardable. When he's on, you cannot guard the and man. And he has handles. The only and person can shoot who can, mid-range, the only guy who can, and three, the only guy who really can. It ain't PJ Tucker, obviously, and <laughs> it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, dude, that's – he seems like a really likable young guy. I've never met him, never covered him. Seems like a really likable dude. But I told you, I, when I heard him say after the game last night, I really want to embrace the challenge of defending KD in game six, if that's what Coach Bud wants me to do. Superstars of past generations, guys like you and I grew up on that we watched and rooted for, do you think Kobe Bryant would have stood by in, in a game five and watched Kevin Durant – light them up without switching defensively and at least giving KD everything he had. Like Michael Jordan, if Scottie Pippen was getting torched by Kevin Durant, he might not have fared any better, but he was going to guard the motherfucker. He was going to yeah. go check him. Yeah, he would have fought him. Every, all those guys would. So, like, my only question about Giannis is, why do you need to be told by your coach to go check? You are the defensive player of the year season before last. You're a two-time MVP. Like, you are the superstar rock leader of this team. You're a defensive, elite defensive player. Go guard him. Don't ask. Throw P.J. Tucker to the other side of the floor onto your man and go check the guy. See if you can do so. Like, am I crazy to think that way? Like, am I Because you said to me earlier, some young guys just trust their coach. That's great. You want young guys that are coachable and trust your coach. But, like, don't you want your superstar to say, get the fuck out of the way. I, I'm, I've got him. You know what? Mm. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Okay, that's the all answer. I the answer is yes, you do. And also, it makes for a better game because game recognizes game and competition brings out the best in everybody. So Giannis has to get to that next gear to where now he's going to play against him, right? Yeah. That's what he has to get to. And it, he's not there now. And he really – I don't understand why Budenholzer didn't try and make to do something too. That, that's it's the thing. Been, I, I, that, you're you right. know, I so, shouldn't point – and I'm not pointing all of that at Giannis. Right. The fact that Mike Budenholzer didn't – I mean, just forcefully go check KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to do something else. What are you else. doing? Yeah, we got to do something else. I, 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 I had a KD really high was opinion. doing everything, though, man. He hit all kinds of shots. He was going to the rack. He was pulling up. He had mid-range. He had deep. It, um, it, was, it was very impressive. And he showed off his skill, his yeah. skill set. 
KD is one of the skilled, most skilled men we've ever seen in the NBA. Yes, sir. Period. <laughs> skilled. He's incredible. That's what I'm saying. Skilled. Highly, highly skilled Very player few. with that size. I d- we've never had that I was going to say, I, I don't know that you, could, you can't compare him to really yeah. anyone. Have you seen that Godzilla versus King Kong? No. I'm, didn't I, make, I think I made fun of you for watching it, and you're like, why? It's awesome. Yeah, it Then was. I felt bad. I, so I, it was, I was awesome? Say, well, I'm just saying, man, it's like when Godzilla goes nuclear, that's KD. He okay. has that type of ability every game if it's him. Like, he can do what he did last night all the time. And right. he's the only player that can do that, that can go out there and get you 18 rebounds, also shoot the three, handle the rock, bring it down, pull up, go to the post, get to the rack because you 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 coming out there on him. And it doesn't matter because he can still shoot over your great defense. Yeah. He's the offense that is better than your best defense because he is seven feet with a high shot, and he can do everything. So, yeah. He's incredible. And, again, he's unguardable when he's on. There are no – there was no Kevin Durant in 1985. There was no <laughs> Kevin Durant in 1995. You know, there aren't any of – there's no one like him. There's no comp for Kevin Durant. In previous generations, and don't get—that's not me saying that you know none of those guys could have competed. They just didn't do it this way. They weren't seven footers that played the way that he plays. No, so they, no one did. It was stylistic. He would have had his back to the basket. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been taught a hook shot, and that would have been that. But he's he's incredible. And a face up shot too in the corner. Speaking of of insane bigs, uh, very different. But Joel Embiid, like you and I are watching this uh, this Phillies or it's Phillies this uh, Hawks and, and Sixers game, and Philly. Look at Dwight Howard. Philly's up twenty. And look, I mean, the box score line for Joel Embiid tonight, 31 points, 11 of 15 shooting. Uh, he's hit two threes. Yes, sir. Uh, perfect from the free throw line. 11 rebounds, three assists, four blocks. And Dr. J's in the building. And they just finished the third quarter. So there's a whole – you should, you should have seen the first quarter, Kyle. This guy came out on a mission. Well, he went 0 for 12 in the second half in the last game, so I get the it. 76ers came out with so much energy early. They – Tried to onslaught uh, the Hawks, which they did. They got to the free throw line. They ran. And this guy, Joel Embiid, went like seven for seven. Yeah. He was on fire. He was getting fouled. They weren't calling it. They were letting him play. And he was playing right through the contact. Um, He was, you know, Capella had no answer. He didn't stop him. And then he hit a three. He was getting the crowd into it. Ben Simmons is – dude, Ben Simmons is really good. He is, he, but, he, but here's the thing, Rome. He's really good on that team. He wasn't but, on the floor in, in the most important final well, seconds of the game. He can't, he can't hit free throws. So, but what? Yeah, you're right. But like even you said that before the, uh, the, the, the we started recording, like Giannis hit a few free throws the other night. He did. He did and more than that. So everybody, yeah, you can't so, let everybody blame him. So you got your superstar after still hasn't figured. He's not out. our superstar. Joel Embiid is. No, I, you're right. He is. But I'm just saying, like. There was a debate not that long ago about who should who should they keep if they're going to blow the team up. Like there was a debate about do you keep Ben Simmons or do you keep Joel Embiid. That's not even a question now. <laughs> now the only thing I mean, Embiid has been hurt a lot and he yes, stayed. He has yes. that should scare you. But who's the better play? <laughs> that that was settled a long time ago. Well, and they learned how to play together. And Simmons that's, is really that's good all too. It is, man. They they just have to learn how to grow and not give up on that stuff, man. Don't let what is this year eight of the process? When are they going to figure it out, man? <laughs> when are they going to figure that out? It's getting better. The process is looking a lot better. You really think so? The, yeah, the process is Joel Embiid. <laughs> That's the process. Yeah, well, it's also uh, multiple uh, – a couple of coaches, a couple of GMs. Dude, that's all part of the process. The process oh, yeah. The process is Joel Embiid, Tank bro. for eight years, fire some people, hire some new people, hope it works out. Never <laughs> probably hang a banner, but, uh, hey, we got some high draft picks. Bunch hey, man, of them. If Joel Embiid works out – you got Ben Simmons, who I think is really good. And he impacts the game in so many different ways. I'm not just saying he's good because of offense. Right. Everybody thinks when you say good player, oh, how much is he scoring? Like, he impacts the game in a major way. Defensively. He does. He, def- he rebounds. He assists. He runs the break. He's always looking to pass and create for others. And he can screen and roll and do all that stuff as a big. So he affects the game in a big way when you watch the 76ers play. No doubt about it. Now, we need to come back full circle here because uh, we were just observing that. Uh, Chris Paul got COVID. Oh, and yeah. yeah, we totally – It's all right. I mean, we're on the one Playoffs runners, conversation. Play- Playoffs conversation is what it is. So uh, – That's what you get, man, with Kyle Bailey and Roman Harper after dark, bro. Tangents <laughs> and Crocs. We haven't got to the Crocs yet. We'll get it's there. It's definitely on the list. Can't take another detour. Got to get this done. Chris Paul got COVID. And uh, that was a shock. 
and, and it's been reported that he was vaccinated, which is a big question beforehand. And well, good. I'm glad out. he is. That means he won't be like. Well, it's great, but yeah. like the fact that first of all, the big story here is the the NBA and how they're going to handle this. Now the Suns are kind of fortunate because they just swept the Nuggets. So yeah, that, so they've been at home. They've been at home. They get a little bit of extra time, especially if Clippers and Jazz goes, you know, six, seven games. That you know, a little bit of a buffer there. <laughs> Pardon me. So he has COVID, but the NBA still has his health and safety protocols, which I'm sure has been updated to an extent, but still amounts effectively, it seems anyway, to what it was six months ago. So how do they handle this? Because vaccines are widely available. They're free. Uh, 175 million Americans have already been vaccinated, and a lot of the NBA has. But some of these locker rooms are still 50-50. They're 60-40, 75-25, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Apparently the Suns, at least according to somebody somewhere that I read, are the they have the highest vaccination percentage of any NBA team in the playoffs. So that's good. But, you know, it was never supposed to be something that would prevent you from catching it. And what he did what he was asked to do. Like he got vaccinated apparently. Mm-hmm. He's done the right things and he still has to sit out why? Well, in all likelihood because there are some people there that haven't been haven't been vaccinated. So, what is the NBA going to do? Because Chris Paul if if he's not it shouldn't it doesn't sound like he has symptoms and let's assume that he doesn't. If he's asymptomatic, which he should be, has the vaccine, which he was supposed to do, did the right thing, are you going to punish him by making him quarantine for the next 10 to 14 days? I mean, by the time people start listening to this tomorrow morning, that we may have the answer to that question. I don't know, but that seems kind of ass backwards at this point, you know, because you're but you're punishing Chris Paul effectively by making him sit out potentially. It after has he, nothing to do with punishment, Kyle. It's just the protocol. Well, right. It's but, the rules. But what the CDC's told us that if you have the vaccine, you can gather indoors. You don't have to wear a mask. You can go back to living your life. Yeah. So why is the NBA different? Chris Paul's done what's been asked of him. Clearly, he's gotten the vaccine. But how, but if he has COVID, you have to quarantine for 10, 15, 14. Sure. Well, uh, right. But do we, we don't send people into quarantine. And I hate saying this because they're not the same. But we don't send people into quarantine for the flu, if really for any reason. But if you had a, a room full of people with flu shots, you know, and one of them had contracted the flu, I mean, we wouldn't shut down operations. The NBA. Michael Jordan has a fucking flu game. I mean, it's one of the most you know, memorable moments in the history of, of the NBA. So my, my only point here is, like, I understand there's still some danger out there for certain individuals. I understand that not everybody's been vaccinated for one reason or another. I understand you can't force people against their will to get vaccinated. All I'm saying is Chris Paul's going to get the shaft here if he has to sit out because he contracted it. He got vaccinated. Kyle, so I was going to completely argue against you until you just said the flu game. <laughs> He's like, dude, if Michael Jordan can play with the flu, Chris Paul can play with the vid. Were all the people in that Bulls game, the flu game, were they they all the flu shot? I mean, everybody at the stadium, you think they're not all vaccinated? Right, because yes, if you get COVID and you get sick, it can be very bad for you. Okay, I I tell people all the time death's not the only negative result from COVID. All the hoaxers and dipshits who still think this is fake. But at the same time, most young, healthy people are going to be fine, and especially yes. if you're vaccinated. So, again, no, no, they said, they said, I mean, they like the numbers on whether you die or not is like, it's like nobody yes, dies. Yes, right, so. exactly. So, um, like, we always knew that the, 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 the my level neighbor, of, my neighbor, like I said, we talked about this last time. My neighbor, he got the vaccine and he got it too. Yeah, he got it too. Like, yeah. there have been people that's happened to the Yankees earlier this year. Like, eight people got it. Yeah, they, I think they all got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and uh, eight of them got it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anybody, no one died. You know, they just all got it, and then they didn't have it anymore, and they went back to playing baseball. Yeah. So, that's again, I'm just wondering, like, okay. But they had to sit out too, Kyle. So, yes, Chris Paul has to sit out. At the end of the day, it's a rule. It's just part of it. Hopefully he's healthy. They're going to reevaluate on Saturday, and it'll kind of let them know, like, where they're at, which would be he'd be hopefully – I just hope the recovery process. That's all I ever care about with these players or anybody. It's all about the recovery process. Right. Like how how long is he infectious? That's the crazy thing about this disease, man, is that it literally – I mean, it's – everybody's recovery process is so different. Sure, but here's the thing. For vaccinated individuals, it should be, in theory anyway, a shorter quarantine time anyway because you're vaccinated and because, you know, the incubation, all that stuff, you know, with the vaccination, you you should be, at the very least, it should be lessened. You know, it just just stinks that, you know, Chris Paul, who, again, has done the right things, you know, done what was asked of him. Hey, man, this is kind of part of Chris Paul's, like, Well, right, hamstring injury. Every playoffs, it's something. We thought it was the shoulder, but they played through that and – 
Devin Booker's been amazing. What if Chris Paul goes off for like 40? Right, and he, he just had 37. But like, what if he goes out in Game One of the Western Conference Finals against all odds? We think he might not play, and he goes out in Game One, drops 40 on him. Whoever it is, Utah, LA, big, you know, great. Can we call it the COVID game? Like if if MJ has the flu game, can this be Chris Paul's COVID game? I love it. Kyle. Can we do that? I, I think we should because he may should, not have COVID at that point. Right now, he may not have COVID at that point. Kyle, it doesn't matter. All right, he'll be recovering from it. Yeah, we can still. We need to patent this right now. Yeah, just, just go get it. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I don't. Anybody listening, don't don't steal our thunder either. Do you like? I I don't know, man. It's our idea. I don't know. If somebody said it was other, Kyle's idea. It was my idea. Yeah, that's totally what we're Kyle. gonna go with. Well, it was Kyle's idea. It's bullshit. I'm jumping in with you. Are you gonna let me get it too? <laughs> I guess so. All right, we're in together. I guess so, dude. Real quick, I know we have like some serious business to get to. Not really. I saw a story that I wanted. You know what? It, it was it was Vince. Did you see this Vince Wilfork story? Yes, I did. I My have, wife told me about it today. I haven't, so I haven't seen, read the whole thing. I haven't read any of it. I just saw the headline right as we were starting this thing, and now I'm very curious so, about this. Right, here it is. Son. Vince Wilfork's son. Charged with stealing $300,000 of dad's jewelry, including New England Patriots Super Bowl rings. Wow. Okay, so son was arrested last month. Uh, Galveston, Texas. Uh, okay, 23 years old. Sold the rings, other jewelry. And he so Vince Wilfork contacted police back in May. Said his rings were missing. Two AFC championship rings. Miami Hurricanes national champion. Damn, oh. his son cleaned him out. Dang. That's personal, man. Like, that's like, oh, man, I got to keep reading here. Wow. Because, right, so, I mean, you know, Vince Wilfork had a long, yes. successful NFL career. The man made a very, very good living. Yeah, man. Wow. He and could possibly uh, get into the Hall of Fame. Right. And so, according to the complaint, Wilfork told authorities that he did not report the jewelry missing or stolen immediately because he was unsure if it was packed in storage. Uh, got an email. Uh, oh, wow. Said so he got an email from a lifelong Patriots fan informing him, of a, uh, excuse me, informing him of a post in a memorabilia group that said his Super Bowl rings were for sale, which led to the filing of a police report. That's crazy. So they made contact with the individual the police did who posted the rings. Uh, that individual told police he purchased them from Will Fork's son for $62,000 oh $62, last year. Rings have since been turned over to police. They also discovered eight other pieces of Will Fork's jewelry there sold for just $4,600. Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's so low. You know, that's I just – why. I, I mean, I, before I try and pass judgment, I don't know the whole situation. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I just sucks, man, for, for this to be in the media when it's in, involved with your family like that. I have no idea what it is. I'm just glad. Hopefully they can recover all events and stuff. Yeah. And it sucks that, you know, that that happened, dude. That's so low. The people that you love the most, you know, doing something just just that low down. And, and this, and just, like you just, just said, we don't it. know the story, and I, I would never speculate about yeah, something like man. that. But the fact that, you know, the son takes the dad's most prized, I mean, yeah, possessions, man. and like that's, yeah, that's, that's either personal, you know, the for some national reason. national championship with Miami, that's Super, like, Well, first of all, national championship, yes. Super Bowl rings, AFC championship rings, that's either really personal or that's like desperation. Yeah, it's some, some combination yeah, of those things, and that's just a bad situation all the way around. That stinks. You wanted to bring up this – because you and I got into this baseball scandal last time. We did. Because every time you talk about baseball, it's something – it has nothing to do with anybody hitting anything. And it sucks. I don't it, like it. it. Yeah, it's nothing to do with I the players or good players. I don't like it a bit. But you're right, unfortunately. And, like, you – this Tyler Glasnow thing – who Tyler Glasnow, Tampa Bay Rays, right-hander, big dude, by the way, uh, went off and was – I didn't realize he was that big. He's big well, dude. I didn't realize he was that big. And was he 6'7"? Yeah. 6'7". So, I mean – Throwing a hundred. He's mad because Major League Baseball, uh, you know, is, is going to start. Well, they, they banned the uh, the sticky substances for pitchers. They're going to have umpires checking him throughout the game. And Tyler Glass now said that uh, his partially torn ulnar collateral ligament, as UCL, yep. and, a, and a flexor tendon strain was because of this. Yes. Because he said, you know, look, your favorite pitcher 50 years ago, you know, was probably using some combination of sunscreen and rosin. Like it's a, it, this is something that has been done for a long he said, time. He said that was his uh, preferred thing is sunscreen and rosin. Right. But, you know, he, could said, be, he said, I don't need any spider attack or none of that other stuff. He said, dude, I got enough spin rate. He said, dude, I just want to be able to grip the ball a little bit better without having to use and he, when he went into it and explained it, when you watch his whole interview, it makes a lot of sense. Well, it Kyle. does, but think about it this way, too. Kind of like how Shaq's got massive hands, right? right? And the basketball looks like a softball in his hands. Yes. Tyler Glass now is 6'7". Yeah. He's a that, big he, dude. Yeah, yeah. Not all pitchers are 6'7", 200, <laughs> whatever. A lot of guys are 5'11". You know, a lot it's of guys are 6'1". Are you know, they don't have 8-inch fingers. So yeah. when you can, you know, can grip a baseball like he can, yeah, you can manipulate it more, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, yes. And you know what, though? And he said, you know what, if nobody wants to – to 
put anything on the baseball. He said, that's fine. He said, I'm cool with it. He just didn't like the he, mid-season switch. Just the mid-season switch. He said, that's not fair for everybody that's practiced. And he said he's thrown 70, 80 innings one way. All of a sudden now, he's like, dude, the last start, he said, I didn't have anything. He said, but literally things start were hurting. Muscles were hurting in my arm that I had never felt before. Well, And, you, and then makes sense. the next game I throw again because I've been trying to, like, get through it, but it's, it's a different way I have to grip the ball now. And boom, it snaps. Right. Uh, yes, and he's got a point. He's got a great point. He's got a point because, you know, I, I saw the So quote. if another pitcher gets hurt, are we going to listen, Kyle? Because I agree with them. Dude, They listen, need to come to some medium on. ground. Hold on. If, if there's a horrible rash of pitcher injuries, then sure, let's have a conversation. But the truth is these guys have been ha- – I mean, the, the rates of Tommy John surgeries, blown shoulders, blown up. These dudes are throwing – They're at the average fastball has gone from 89.4 miles per hour, I think 20 years ago, to 95.4. Four? Oh, they're throwing gas. The, these guys are throwing, and the fucking the human shoulder is not designed to throw that hard that many times for Remember a long the days period of, of time. Maddox? Yes, <laughs> Greg Maddox would, would embarrass you with an eighty-six mile an hour two seamer that you know just caught a millimeter of the outside black. He, but he was a pitcher, right? These guys, some of these do. No, get me wrong. Jacob Degrom, Garrett Cole, these guys can pitch, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of guys who just throw in Major League Baseball now because they can register 101 on, on the radar gun. You know, and you've got managers and front office dudes and spreadsheet nerds that are more than happy to throw a stable of dudes out there and just let them throw fucking cheese until they shred their shoulders and they'll just go find another one because you've got a whole crop, a generation of baseball players, you know, coming out of these travel ball leagues and, you know, uh, individual less. I mean, these guys are just throwing gas. you got freshmen in high school. You know, especially in some of the deep south states, California, uh, you know, all over the place. Freshmen in high school that are touching 91, 92 on the radar gun. I I did not see that growing up. I played in a really good high school baseball conference, and I played against probably a half dozen guys that played ACC baseball, uh, SEC, and I guess at the time Big East baseball. These guys, you know, you might run across a dude who was throwing 91, 92, but he was a fucking junior or a senior. I didn't see any freshmen, you know, touching 92, 93 on the gun. These guys throw hard, but they also destroy their arms. And they're happy to let them keep doing that. So, anyway, the point being, Tyler Grass now has got a point. Um, You know, yes, he said he switched his grip. He's got to grip it harder. A lot of things, you know, in the hand and the forearm. Yeah, that's stuff that I never even thought about, Kyle. I was so, like, dude, like, I was – in my mind, I was, like, I was so, so quick to be, like, from the outside looking in to be, oh, man, look at baseball again. Right. Right. But when you actually listen to them and you hear what they're saying, it makes a lot of sense. And when he talks about it, how he has to hold the ball, and yes, he has bigger hands, but it, it does make sense. And it makes even more sense to say, hey, look, if you, this is what you guys want to do, that's fine. But you can't just change the rule in the middle of a season like when people have been doing this all year long. Yeah. Do, do it like NFL does where you have a rules committee after every, after every season – Come in, change rules at the end of the year. Collectively bargain for that. Like, it's not baseball's fault. It's not the players' fault. If it's the fans that are complaining about it, you want to clean it up because that's what baseball is always doing is cleaning up the game. Yep. All right? That's, they're constantly doing that. Yep. All right? Whether it's from freaking finally putting nets up so people aren't getting killed by the ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or trash cans. <laughs> trash cans or – you, oh, you just will never let it go. Or, Kyle. you know, several years ago, the fucking the St. St. Louis Cardinals got busted hacking the Houston Astros. <laughs> and at the time, it didn't make any fucking sense because the Cardinals were great and the Astros were terrible, right? And then a couple of years later, the Astros get really good. You're like, oh, okay, maybe that made sense at the time. You know, we just didn't realize it. But, no, it's, there's always something. And yes. I love this. It's my favorite sport. And it's been my favorite sport since I was a kid. I can't help it. I've always been this way. Like, you and I have talked about it. I've, I've played basketball and football growing up, but I love – Felt like a kid all the time. But this fucking game is broken, and they got to fix it. And it's killing me because I love this game, man. And I like home runs, but I, I, don't, I, do. I, I don't like the way they – I don't like the, the approaches. I just want to see baseball. I just miss it. Yeah, I'm, man. And some – I shouldn't sound like that because some teams are trying to play better baseball. But um, it's a great game. Yeah, it is. And also Tampa Bay with Tyler now going to be pretty much out. He said he's going to try and rehab. Tyler Glasgow, let me say his whole name. Glasnow, like yeah. Yeah, Glasnow, sorry. Not like I know him on first name basis. Call him like Andre the Giant. Dude, he's <laughs> – I'm, I'm very impressed with him. And he's got long hair, bro. He's got, like, big hair, too. Yeah? Yeah, he's got nice hair. So, um, 
so, you know, now he's saying he's got to rehab just to be ready for maybe a playoff run. Yeah. Because Tampa Bay Rays are, I think they got one of the top records in the league right oh, now. Oh, they're, they're, they're an anomaly in pro sports. And, and how do they do it? I was going to ask. I'm like, how do they always do that? Every time you turn around, Tampa Bay doesn't pay anybody. they always blowing well, up the team. Yeah. Attendance is usually low. And all they do is win championships. Analytics. <laughs> I mean, they're, seriously, they, they does, they're, they're the exception to the rule. And they have been for years. And Eric Neander, who, by the way, proud of – How come the Braves can't do that? What do you God, mean? Well, just that's a different conversation. But Eric Neander, their GM, uh, proud Virginia Tech alumnus, by the way, oh. uh, very good GM. But he also was uh, – you know, he learned under and, and got to work under Andrew Friedman, who's the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dodgers have the biggest payroll, but the Dodgers also have a, you know, great farm system and they they're very, very they well do. run. And so they have been – the Rays have been blessed – despite a shitty stadium that's falling apart and, you know, a fan base that is not bad, but, you know, certainly could be better. They, uh, they're just really well run and they don't have money to spend, not big money, but they're really good at finding guys that can play and really good at making smart trades and developing players and drafting. And that they've just, they're, they're a really well run organization in a place that, you know, I'm not going to say they don't deserve a, a well run organization, but you know, they're just not supposed to be there. A, a team that's run that well should, you know, in theory, be somewhere else. But that's not the point. They're just really good at what they do. So I love baseball. I hope they fix it. Please, Theo Epstein, fix my game because I miss it. Uh, you're going out of town, and you're going out of the country. And I'm not trying to put your business out there, but you're, you're doing a cool thing this weekend. You were telling me about your trip this weekend while I was booking flights for my own trip coming up in a few weeks. Yep, and you text me again. like Accidentally, always. yeah. Kyle loves to text people. If you guys do not know, Kyle you're like loves the only person I do it to. To right? accidentally text me, it's okay. That means I'm special. That means I'm in your, you know, your five. Yeah, you're, you're my favorites list. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm, I feel like I'm in Is your that, five. I kind of feel like a nerd for saying that. Do you do the favorites list on the iPhone? I you on my old phone. I have, I had like a couple, but I, I mean, think I it was got like, but I think I'm gonna do that though. I'm gonna start a favorites list for sure. I, I can't try to keep it to like ten people, like the people that I call, I call the most. I for my sure. Wife, family, best friend, cousin. Uh, smoke agent you that's it that's Boom. all I got I like it that's how I keep it that way but anyway you're going out of town you got a cool thing and uh, do you want to talk about it? you don't have to if you want to talk where you're going um, kind of you don't have to give well, details to, yeah yeah I don't, have to give, don't give details yeah yeah I'm going to Cabo uh, for a wedding so. what kind of snitch do you think I am it's okay man it's not I'm, so I'm going to Cabo for a wedding it should be awesome my, my wife and I are going and uh, with um uh, it involves uh, the Saints and uh, former teammates. There you go. So, so we'll leave, we'll it's going to be really fun. I, it, we're staying at the one and only. I have not stayed there before. I've been to Cabo a lot of times. I'm actually going to Cabo again, 4th of July, so um, with more teammates. Okay. No, I only brought it up because I, I was booking a trip at the same time, and I want to ask you about flights. But So you, I've not flown. Since COVID started. So I've flown a few times. You and I know you have. I wear two masks. I'm like one of those. I'm like beyond crazy about it. Um, when I travel, Are you really? Yeah, I'm like crazy about that stuff. I'm not looking forward to that. And then um, it's just different because uh, the whole time you're on, like airports, they're not playing. Airports, <laughs> not they're not playing, Kyle. <laughs> and don't be acting up on no airplane. You will get how, your, how tight is it? Is it bad? Bro, I, I don't know how bad it is as much as like, Look, I'm cool with not having a lot of people all up on me and everybody being all weird on planes. But aren't cool they? But they, aren't they packing the flights again though? I mean, they're yeah, not, they are. They're selling all the seats, right? They are. Yes. Okay. But you know, Kyle, I'm still. But I'm cool. Like I'm not a big person, so I'm cool with just having my headphones on and going to sleep. Okay. Very easily. Gotcha. But if I'm telling you, Kyle, don't be half stepping in the airport or the airplane. <laughs> the motherfuckers will kick your ass out. TSA's on alert, dude. They're not playing. And you act up on a plane now, people better recognize that. Because when I was flying early, dude, it was like when the plane was kind of empty. I was, went somewhere. This was like right beginning of the year or last year. And I was, uh, a pilot was sitting beside me. She was flying home from like doing all this. She had timed out. She was just on a plane. She was heading back home. Right. And uh, she actually, because, you know, they don't serve drinks unless you ask. You got to, that's the, the key is you got to ask. They, like, they don't have drinks and shit on planes no more. So, uh, see, this see, is what that, that stuff that this like, is what I'm concerned up. about. But then, but like the pilot, the pilot's got the hookup. She told him, and then she got me a drink. I was like, oh, thanks. It was all I wanted was a Dr Pepper. So, anyways, Kyle, and she was telling me that if people act up on planes, if the plane has to land 
dude, you are banned from flying. Oh, you're, you you're can't fucked. fly. You're fucked. And all of them share the same database. You like people are not recognizing that. If you ever get in trouble on a plane, like acting up, you want to talk bad, bad night, you will not fly anymore until they say so. There is no rule. They can ban you. Oh, of course they can. And they have they have full control. That ha- that's happened to me. <laughs> that's happened to you. In another country, yeah. Oh my goodness. I was I'll I'll come back. That was on a no fly list for another country. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you. But I just I was like, con- I was concerned are you a about that. Kyle? No, but I had to write an apology letter. <laughs> um, but I, so I, I I was I was wondering about that because I haven't flown since COVID, and we're about to take my daughter, who's three months old, three plus, on a fl- on a plane for the first time, in about so she'll be like four months old when she takes her first flight. It, I don't know if that. Never had a baby before. Don't know if that's too early. Wife says it's fine. But uh, I, I don't think that I'm, I'm not looking forward to it for a lot of reasons, in part because, like you said, uh, you got to wear the mask, which, I mean, whatever. But still, a lot of people in there. And on top of that, I got a baby. So people are already tense. They're wearing masks. Most of them don't want to. Already being packed into a flight sucks. And I got a two-and-a-half-hour flight with a four-month-old who may or may not cry, scream, shit herself. I don't know how that's going to go. So, Kyle, nobody likes nobody likes crying babies. I know. They always look at like the moment you and sit by it. somebody with a small baby, I totally everybody cringes up. Get it, man. And Atlanta's coming back, like right, we see, said. See, that's what I tell you, what I tell you in the first quarter. I, but I told you, I'm like, you know, you gotta go to fourth quarter. Anyway. Basketball. But like you're right, people get on, they look at you, they they cut their eyes oh, at shout you. out to my boy Pundy, man. Uh, this monkey shoulder I just poured myself. It's a great how many people out there do you think know what monkey shoulder is? Dude, I, I don't know, but it's a blended malt scotch whiskey. Uh, dude, it is awesome. It's cool. You can drink this neat. And what? I don't, drink, I don't drink anything neat. Really? Really. How it's, about that? It's so smooth. All right, bartender. You, you only poured one of those, I see. Uh, anyway, so, no, the, the flight thing is. That's how you never drink. It's, <laughs> I, well, I mean, you're selling it pretty hard over there. You could drink it neat. It's the only bourbon. What do you mean? What do you think? I'm a yeah, bourbon try man. It. Try it. I'm a bourbon man. Try it. We're, well, this is what we're doing, people. To, We've actually to. never had a drink together. Beg my best good friend to give me a drink, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. We've never done that. Hey, but (laughs) this is what you get with Kyle and Roman after dark. We've never shared a drink on the podcast? No, never. Never, I don't think. Never. All right, so what are you waiting on? Well, well, I'm the only one that ever drinks I didn't know it was that kind of party, Rome. I didn't know it was that kind of party, okay? So if I would have come prepared. But, dude, final point. I just – I'm not not looking forward to the first flight since since COVID. But it's going to be – I'm going up to – It's not not the same. I'm going up to, uh, to New England. To, uh, Do you have like uh, like TSA pre-check? Uh, no, I've, I've been flying nearly consistently enough for that. And and so anyway, we're going up you'll, to... You'll be good though because you have a kid. So they're going to help speed it. Speed it and you're, gonna, uh, you're not going to have to go through the thing. You're going to just go through the metal detector. Right. It'll be but, different for you. I like it. But we're, so we're going to do that. And uh, thank you, buddy. We're going to uh, Lake Winnipesaukee in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. My in-laws retired up there. Great yeah, lake. You, you always tell me about this place. Up Adam Sandler has a, a house on that lake. Uh, Mitt Romney has a house on that lake. Britney's, oh, that means there's money up there. Britney Spears has oh, a house yeah, on that uh, lake. It is money up there. Uh, let's see. I have to Google all. There's a lot of people. Uh, matter of fact, uh, North Turner has a uh, 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 house on the lake. I've never been lake up there. Send me some pictures. Yeah, I will. I will. I, see, until I, I married my wife, I'd never been up there. And uh, I didn't have any people up there. So, I, But it's been awesome to go They're up there and explore. People? Huh? Are there black people there? A few. Oh, nice. Yeah, I met a few. Very nice. Played basketball at the Y with a couple. Boom. Yeah, yeah. You, you might know them. I might, might know them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm glad we're homeboys. Me too. I know. That's why I said that. I, I hesitated. I was like, no, nah, it's good. So no, anyway, no, that's so good. But no, it, it's a great spot. And it's, um, I, I knew nothing about it. But it's Wolf Bros. They, they call it the oldest resort town in America. And it's home to Brewster Academy. You ever heard of Brewster Academy? You probably have. You just don't know, maybe. So Brewster Academy is one of the prep basketball machines in America. And it's buried up there in, in Wolfboro, New Hampshire, in, like, the northern New England. What's the Bre- name of the school again? Brewster Academy. And it's like, uh, you know, so the, these are guys that have played at Brewster Academy. T.J. Warren, Indiana Pacers, ACC Player of the Year, right? Uh, Devontae Graham, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz. Uh, who else we got? Will Barton plays for the Denver Nuggets. All these guys played at uh, Brewster Academy in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. Yeah, and so Mitch McGarry, uh, you know, you know him. Uh, who else we got here? Blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, uh, no, who we got? Uh, so Jalen LeCue plays for the Suns. 
dun, 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 a bunch of them. I mean, they, they have a powerhouse prep basketball program. So Devontae Graham, who plays for the Hornets, backup point guard, who, by the way, shout out LaMelo Ball, rookie of the year, got it today. Uh, I saw that. I saw the. I saw the video of that. That yep. was really cool. Eighty-four of ninety-nine first place votes. It wasn't even close. People, we've been waiting for weeks. Every other NBA award was out. Everyone, Coach of the Year, MVP, Defensive Player of the Why Year. Why they all make it, the ball boy wait? Don't know. Can't figure it out. But it finally came out today. And you know, Anthony Edwards in Minnesota is fantastic. He's a great young player, going to be a stud, and had a really good rookie, really good rookie year. But outside of points averaged and minutes played. LaMelo had better numbers in nearly every other category that matters and the ones that don't, too. And so he deserved it. But, yes, yeah, so LaMelo won it 84 of 99 first-place votes. He, he dominated that category. And, but, anyway, Devontae Graham, his backup point guard from Raleigh, and I don't know if you know Devontae's story, but he committed to App State, and he was kind of under-recruited and then, you know, started getting some more attention. And I think the story goes he wanted out of his commitment to App State. They wouldn't let him have So he backed out and went to Brewster for a year. And that's how we ended up at Kansas. Really? Yes. And so I did not know that at he, all. He went up to Brewster and won a national championship. And the first time Devontae and I did an interview together here in Charlotte at FNZ, we were talking about it. And I said, Hey man, my, my in laws just retired up there. You know, I just I stopped by the place and he goes, Yeah, man. And we said we said the same thing at the same time. Beautiful place. Great people, beautiful place. Cold as hell. <laughs> Couldn't live there, right? My in-laws are snow people. They're New Englanders. They love snowmobiling, snowshoes, cross-country skiing, snowball fights. I bet it's so cold up there. So cold. You know, it's beautiful. It really it is an awesome place. But me and Devontae got a good laugh. He was like, I because he's from Raleigh. He's like, yeah. I had to get out of there. I, I, it was way too cold. But it's a, a basketball powerhouse in the middle of this, you know, little res lake resort town that if you go into Boston – and I was thinking about driving into the city. Maybe of Boston. I should. Maybe I should meet my boy Rob Ninkovich up there one summer. It's a bring the fam up there, for, like because you're from the deep south. I'm right. from the Appalachians. We should like, go up there. Culture couldn't be more opposite, but they're awesome people. Like I tell people, New Hampshire's like a combination of West Virginia and South Carolina in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no no big cities. A lot of rural people, a lot of, you know, like northern rednecks that live up there, up in the White Mountains and stuff. It's a very unique place, but it's very naturally beautiful. But it's cold as shit. And, yeah. you know, they, they love it, but I could not do the winters up there. So, yeah, anyway, Lake Winnipesaukee, I had no clue. But that's uh, – my father-in-law drove us by Mitt Romney's – it's a compound on the lake. It, it's, not a, it's not a lake house. It's a lake compound. Th there's lake. no doubt. It's huge. You, Mitt Romney had money for a long time. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Long time. All these, you know, well, that and there's a lot of reasons. But yeah, yeah I mean, like, I it, mean but it's called. So look, we got to look it up for my laptop, guys. It's called Governor's Island on uh, Lake Winnipesaukee, and it's I, its own little thing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of it's like Governor's Island, Rattlesnake Island, a bunch of them, right? And they run. Uh, there's this big boat. It's called the Mount Washington, yes. and you can go out there and do a dinner cruise. And the lake is huge. It's a very and it's called the Lakes Region because there are a bunch of smaller lakes around it. Right, right, right. And it's only an hour and fifteen minutes over to Portland, Maine, in the coast. Yes. So we go over so there. I've heard of Portland, so Maine. Where, I know people from there. My in-law, my brother-in-law lives over there. So I went up there and got my first lobster roll, like authentic lobster roll last summer, and yeah, all. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, dude. It's it's a it's cool. It's a different spot. place, different vibe. Very you're, you're different. You guys are gonna have fun. They, you, but they, it's good though. You get to experience that with your daughter for the first time. Oh, it's gonna be great. Um, you know, you're you and you, you've been up there a couple. So times anyway, already. I gotta tell you this story. Got uh, no fly list terrorist watch list uh in brazil two <laughs> what man I, I don't even know what to say so well i'll tell you so 2014 i'm going to the world cup in uh in, in rio de janeiro now it's all over brazil but i'm just going to rio for you know that and some research and i i set up my trip my grad i'm in grad school my department paid for it and i have to go up to dc i drive four hours from blacksburg up to dc to get my uh, visa ready to go to brazil mm -hmm. Like a month and a half out. You got to have a visa on, you know, yeah. just a passport. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, different. Uh, strained relationship at the, the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Diplomacy wasn't great. <laughs> and so they, uh, we, we had an issue. And so I went up there like a month and a half, got the paperwork in. They said, oh, it's going to be great. And you're fine. Everything's here. Time goes by, right? Weeks go by. We're up to like two weeks now until I gotta, I'm flying out to Brazil. I still don't have a visa. And I call up there to D.C., and I finally get somebody on the phone, and they tell me, oh, yeah, no, we got a problem with your paperwork. And uh, apparently it was discovered, you know, three weeks ago. Nobody bothered to call me. And at this point, it can't be fixed in time. It's not my problem. They screwed it up and didn't give me what I needed. But they weren't going to take responsibility for it. So I'm furious because I got people spending thousands of dollars here to send me down to do research at the World Cup. Uh -huh. Kind of lost my cool on the phone with the Brazilian consulate. They didn't appreciate that. And uh, they put me on a no-fly list at the, the federal government in Brasilia. 
And I had to write a letter of apology to uh, the Brazilian consulate in D.C. and I guess by extension the Brazilian government and ask them to take me off the no-fly list so that I could go to the World Cup. And I didn't – instead of getting to the World Cup at the very beginning, they, uh, they made me wait almost a month, and so I didn't get there until the very end of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> You were gonna. They were school was paying for it for the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so like, oh yeah. No, my 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 uh, graduate advisor had taken money out of his research fund. He paid for my flights, my Airbnb. I stayed with two dudes uh, in Brazil. It was like they were running sort of a uh, a hostel. I, there was a Colombian chick and two dudes from France and a couple Canadians and people from all over the world that were. St- it was an awesome trip, incredible. Yeah. But I almost missed it because I ended up on a no fly list in uh, Brazil. Oh damn. Well, yeah. at least you got to fly. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a still cool story Kai. I, I mean, thought I it, you weren't like a complete fugitive no it wasn't I just a can't believe they actually like you know oh they did it out of spite yeah like, like and I wasn't nasty but I got kind of shitty because it was their fault right and they had and okay people make mistakes they showed no interest in helping me fix it yeah they didn't care and you know me I kind of you know that's I don't, you I don't told go, them how you felt I don't Kyle. go with that so okay. I messed it up but yeah I, that's that's my story of ending up on a no-fly list okay Kyle what a minute and 26 left Atlanta just took the lead Atlanta just took the lead? Yes, 105 to 104. I, Philly has completely crumbled. This is – so now my, my laptop literally just died. I have no idea. we got to look, I got to look to see what, uh, what Embiid has right now. You, you got a box score in front of you? I can pull it no, up. The Bleacher I, Report app to the rescue. Um, oh, man, yeah, that's – if they if they lose this game and blow that, how much were they up? I know they were up 20, maybe 22. Yeah, they were up 20-something. I think they were up 22 at one point. Man. Oh, that's My brutal. biggest problem with Philly, man, Philly has no adjustments. Goodness None. gracious. What do we got here? All right, so Trey oh, Young, or Embiid, wow. So Embiid has 37 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, he had 31 after 3. So he scored 6 points here in the fourth quarter. And Seth Curry has 34. Seth Curry's going off. How about that guy? I mean, oh, he's got a, he's a real, he's he a real will, NBA player. He will forever be in the shadow of his brother. Of course. But, but his brother's like one of the best point guards of all well, time. Well, and Seth Curry, I believe right now, is, uh, is he still first all-time in three-point percentage for a career in NBA history? He's, he's first or second. I know, I know he's above his brother. He's either first or he's second right behind Steve Kerr. Seth yeah. is, not Steph, Seth. Yes. And, and it's incredible. Like his dad, you know, legend, Hornets broadcast. Dell's yeah, a great I mean, guy. These kids definitely grew up shooting the basketball. Right, but like but anyways, even, Seth went to Liberty, transferred to Duke. I mean, coming out of Duke, nobody thought he'd even amount to much in the NBA. And that dude's just worked his ass off. I agree. And he just dropped thirty-four in this game. Now they, I don't know if they're going to win it or not, but he—he's the whole—the whole story is no impressive. excuse for Philadelphia. Like I, I don't even know what to say. I'll, right, I'll complain later when I really get to dissect this. game. Oh, will you know? But yeah, man, because I always, man. And I hate to say it, but Doc Rivers does a bad job of adjusting throughout games and series. All right, this is a good look. What do we got? Oh, yeah, we're 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 a minute to go here now. Yeah, nine, it's nine, like crunch so, time. What? Well, yeah, yeah. John Collins has nineteen, by the way. Oh my. Nineteen goodness. and eleven. John Collins has out. come up big in this game. This is a great finish right here. Was hey, before we uh, we jump out of here with yeah. this one, um, this is getting really good. What's that? This game's getting really good. It is getting really good. Sorry. No, you're good. Man. Yeah, it's really hard to not. Pay Are they, have they dragged you in for some analysis on this college football playoff story? Um, yes, twelve teams. No, they have not dragged me in yet. What they, look, first of all, when it happens, it, I think it's good for college football because it allows other others to get in. And I think the more you and let's just be honest, and I probably can't say this on TV, but if you want to know all the answers when it comes to NCAA football, uh-huh. follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. I mean, but like, isn't this an instance where? But I, I also. Uh-huh. They have to do something on the other side yeah. because you can't expect these young players to be playing 16, 17 games a year. That's ridiculous. No. I mean, well, how many games would they play? Well, okay. So Fourteen, four, th- four teams would play one extra game in this, in this setup. Four teams would play one extra game as I, as I understand it. Um, here's the thing. How? Because they got – what, so now you're going to be at like what? What was the last year's record? 14 and 0? Well, I mean, it depends on if you, you count a bowl game, right? Yeah, you, you have to. Right. So, but, it, but in order to win, to win a national championship right now, uh, you have to win 15 games, right? Yeah, something like that, 14, 15. So, so I mean, it's, you got, I think, four, so, four so, teams so playing an extra still, game. But that's like NFL type stuff. So pay them for the fucking games. That, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, about. it really is that simple. I mean, just that's what I'm talking pay about. Pay them. If they're seniors, cut them a check. 
if they're underclassmen, put it in the fund and they can get it when they graduate. I don't I mean, to figure it out. It, it, it's not that hard. I agree. We're seeing the whole landscape shift. Like, just come off it, figure out it. I haven't even taken a sip of this alcohol yet. But, I mean, figure it out. I, 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 something. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to be flippant about it, but, like, this is a good thing for college football. I think it's a great thing. I, look, for all those teams like Alabama, they're not going to celebrate nope. each, each time they go. But to you're the, from Alabama. Right, but Nothing but that, but, I'm, but but I'm talking about but other teams will be able to recruit off of it. Cincinnati last year would have made it, and they would be like that's how you recruit. You're like, oh, we were in the college football playoffs. Like that's a recruiting tool. That that's a check on the box, of course, and that helps you attract other athletes that say, hey, we can do it too. A team like a South Florida, when South Florida was rolling a few years back, they would be in the question. Uh, so it, I think it's good for college ball football. It actually creates competition for others, and we don't get to just see the same names. And it it inspires us for even more that you know what college football is all about, which is the upset. Well, you're right. And the thing I was going to say is, you're from Alabama. Nothing else matters in the state of Alabama but college football. Correct. But that's not the case in Portland, Oregon anymore. Or not that it ever necessarily was, but it's definitely not a thing up there now. Um, you know, it, it's not. It, it doesn't feel. First of all, it's not as Big as it was on the West Coast gen- in general, the Pac-12 has been an afterthought, um, and for a lot of reasons, you know that. But now that, they get an automatic bid. Well, right, that's a good thing. You know, you, if you're college football, this need this you want this to be a national sport. Yeah. And check this. I mean, I think you might know this, but of the 28 teams that are 28 programs that have participated in the college football playoff, 22 of them have been there at least five times. Think about that. 22 of the 28 teams have been there at least five times. We don't need to ask the question before the season, who do you think is going to be in the national championship? Because we already know who's going to be in the national championship or the, or the final four. And that's a problem for Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, you know, LSU once in a while, Georgia once in a while. That, that's it. And it's not just a group of five teams that don't have access. You know, there are a lot of programs, mid-tier programs that are either been there for a long time or they slid back a little bit that you just know, their fans know that even if they think they have a good team, they're not making the playoff, you know, because they're just not. And, you know, I don't think that doing this is, you know, going to change anything overnight. But after two or three years, maybe get some teams in, get some – maybe another team starts to make – it helps recruiting. App you State. Bring some if somebody, if somebody like App, App State, State. Thank if, you. If App State went undefeated, they were like, eh, we probably still won't make the playoff. App State has beaten South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, went to Tennessee and should have beat them a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Obviously went to Michigan. App State has the ability to recruit – good enough players to beat most anybody in the country. Yeah. Save for probably Alabama and Clemson's best teams. Yeah, but, but if they make the playoffs, they were a team that made – like, you could recruit off of that and get some other bigger recruits in there because Boone is a really cool place. Yes. Now, you would, all you got to do is get them to get there. They don't have the facilities, right? And it no. would take a lot more winning. But when you get in the playoffs, you get a lot more money. You do, and it would take that money, more growing, more yeah. winning. And you like, would get that money and you put it right – well, hopefully he put it in facilities. doesn't happen overnight. But like Coastal yes. Carolina. Look, Coastal Carolina is a really interesting case study yes, that will probably never be replicated. Right? They got a guy, Joe Moglia, who uh, was – But al- he's built that – He was already a millionaire. He was the CEO of TD Ameritrade. And it, I think like 50, year old, 50 years old, he's like, I'm going to retire. I want to coach college football. Never done it before, but I'm going to go coach college football. Now, he's a millionaire who had the luxury of just going off and interning at 50 years old and trying to learn how to be a college football coach. But he built a winner. And then he, but he's really good at being a CEO, which is what being and that's what he is now. That Jamie Chadwell's the head coach. Mowgli has just stepped up and has become the CEO of Coastal Carolina football, while Jamie Chadwell just coaches the football team. (laughs) And he, they got money backing him, right? Mowgli is a multi-million. He can, he can absolutely bank. He knows how to, he knows how to what do what they call. He knows how to find money. Yeah, they know how to raise money, man. Coastal Carolina, you got to do a raise. Coastal Carolina could actually build into something pretty. and it's know, in a pretty cool formidable. place, too, right? Pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, it's in Conway, South Carolina, right outside of Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Right? So it's the other Redneck Riviera. And <laughs> it's a place that – it's so funny to me, man, because I grew up going to Myrtle Beach. We, me and my boys went to Myrtle Beach, and we were 18, 19, 20 years old. That's where we went for a week to go party and have a good time. It's also where people from Ohio and Pennsylvania and New Jersey, like, they love coming down to Myrtle Beach. You know, to us, you know, Myrtle Beach is kind of that place where we went and did some things that, you know, we laugh about, but we don't talk about in public. Hey, man, everybody's got a Myrtle Beach. Story. Everybody's got a Myrtle Beach, man. Everybody's got a Myrtle but Beach. But you know what? It's also, there, there's North, North Myrtle's nice. You know, Myrtle's Inlet's a cool place. They got great golf courses. You can build something 
pretty big if you got the kind of you know money they've got backing them and Joe Moglia and the yeah. talent and the coaching. Like Jamie Chadwell might not be in a hurry to go anywhere. Look, man, it all depends on who comes calling. Right. That that always matters. It's it not re- doesn't it? Like that's that's the bottom line. It matters who comes calling. But like Jamie Chadwell with that financial backing and and seeing what they've already done, they would have made the playoff last year. That team would have made the playoff last year. They finished the season ranked 12th in the country. They would have been in. How incredible would that have been? Does it mean in a 12-5 matchup to see Coastal go on the road to – I forget who it would have been, but let's just say in any normal year or any other year, Coastal at Notre Dame, that's amazing. It would have been. The Coastal Carolina shot to clear is the ultimate underdog from the Sun Belt. The f- that's, what, that's, what the, that's what college – I told you, I'm all about the upset. The bad boys of the Sun Belt going to Notre Dame <laughs> to touch down Jesus, right? To you know, knock them off. The home of Newt Rockney. That's amazing. <laughs> that's good for college football. I think so, too. It's a story, man. That's what people want to see. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Like, Besides Notre Dame people who would be scared that they would have the upset. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, you know, App State, the the ghost of App State rising out there. <laughs> you know, it's out there. Ooh. Right? That's what I, I love about college football. College football is good for tra- – it's great because of the tradition, the history, the pageantry, you know, multi-generational fans, the stadium atmospheres, the cultural differences. Like, that's got to be an, an important, integral part of this game. you got to showcase that. And that's the, that's the part with the first-round playoff games on campus that I love. Like, that is going to be so fucking cool. And what I hope happens – you know, I understand that the Rose Bowl has so much money behind it and there's so much Orange Bowl. There's a lot of history there. I don't think they're going away. But I do wonder if after two or three years of this, seeing electric campus atmospheres for a playoff game, if maybe they don't – first. and part of it might be too, how much can you ask people to travel every single year? You know, Bama fans and Clemson fans and Ohio State fans, like you have fan bases that will oh, no, travel. No, no, no. Yes, man. But, you know, it's a Bama fans – they shoot. They they get to a point where oh we don't want to go to the first playoff game. I know it's yeah. I'm, I know they're trying to wait on the championship. Which I know it's which, heresy to even think about cutting the Rose Bowl out of college football. I get it, but like man, that's. Can you imagine going to a, a, a national semifinal game at Bryant Denny Stadium? What that would be like. You know, I, I'm thinking about the possibility of going back to. I mean, first of all, I I think a lot of the other teams that would have to travel would love to travel there because. It's opportunity that they've never, their fans have never been to Absolutely. some of these cities either. Absolutely. So that would be another, like, it would be fun for Coastal Carolina fans to go to Notre Dame. Yes. I know it's going to be cold. It's going to probably not be as pretty as you think. But it's still, you get to go on that campus. You get to see, like, I've never been to Notre Dame. I don't know what that campus looks like. You'd I love to see it. I would love to see it. And so, again, you got big... I would love to see what that campus like. Like, going there to, like, tailgate and be around it. Yep. I think the fan experience would be so much higher you, as well. you got big money backing the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl. I, I, again, I don't think there's any – they're not going away anytime soon, if ever. But it would be incredible. I'm just thinking about – I've been to Blacksburg a dozen times where it was so loud it registered on the Richter scale, and I couldn't hear until halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just Are thinking – you talking about VTech getting Oh, in? yeah. I mean, the, Play, playoffs? Best stadium experience in the country, no, I'm buddy. just talking about going, getting in the playoffs. But, but that's what I'm saying. I've seen that place rocking in week it three. It would rock like that. For a playoff game? Yes, it would. Oh, come on, man. Give me that all day long. So, I hope that happens. I really do. I hope well, that happens. Well, you still got to wait until 2023. Yeah, we do. When the contract. Before we get out of here, it's getting late. We got to make fun of my Crocs because that was to, I was told Coach. that we I was told we have to make fun of my Crocs. Yes, we have. So, Kyle, I don't hate on Crocs anymore. I've I don't either. Them. I haven't hated. Um, I had a pair way back when, and it was just plain green. You, my man, have real tree camo, camo Crocs. Real tree camo Crocs. And you know what? I don't hate on you. I I actually like them. I think the funniest thing is what I asked you earlier was. When I saw you, I'm like, so Kyle, so at what point in your Crocs do you, you know, put the strap lower down? Lower the tailgate? Yeah, yeah. The lower the tailgate. Yeah. Put the strap down. AKA sport mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that three times and I laughed every single time. Uh, All right. AKA put them in sport mode. Yeah. Like, AKA. Because I think everybody has their own. Uh, their own level or own time in which, all right, it's time for me to lock. Yeah. No, I told you, you got to put it in park. And uh, you know, it's kind of like locking hubs or throwing it in four-wheel drive. Just kick that thing into sport mode, kick the straps back, and uh, look, man, here's the thing. We can make all the jokes. You're right. I'm with you. I've never made fun of Crocs. I joked for years with my mom and my wife that I was going to go get a pair of camo Crocs. And I never did it, and I never had anything against them, but this is the only kind I'd buy. So three days ago, mom ships me a pair of camo Crocs. Now, she told me she was doing it, but like out of nowhere, I didn't ask for them. She told me she was shipping me camo Crocs. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to give them a test drive. 
Now, I've seen them for years. How bad could they be? They're comfortable. They're sturdy. And, yeah, they look goofy as shit, but they're supposed to look kind of goofy. They're called Crocs, for God's sake. But what I can't take is the sweaty feet, man. You know, that's the thing I never even thought of. It's, it's like- horrible. It's the worst. Sweaty feet. That, that's, that, these are going to be for, like, taking out the trash and, uh, you know, kicking it around the yard, picking up dog poop, but that's it. I can't – I rocked them over here so that you could thoroughly roast me for wearing them, but uh, I'm going back to my rainbows. And you know what? As we wrap things up here, how about this? We've come full circle. We've come full circle. Uh, the, the, the backdrop to this podcast, the Charles Barkley podcast, has been uh, this Hawks-Sixers game, and the Hawks came all the way back and won. How about By that? three. Kyle – I- but you know, you didn't see this. You were talking. Joel Embiid missed two crucial, crucial free throws Man. to tie it up. Well, I'll be talking about it tomorrow morning on Sports oh. Radio FNZ. Kyle, go back and watch Scott Van Pelt on Sports Center. Dude, it's man, this is crazy, isn't it? Man, this is crazy what I just witnessed. I love it though. Oh man, I love it. Anyways, we gotta go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this. Uh, what is this called? Monkey nuts? What is it? Mon- mm-hmm. Monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder. Should have been monkey nuts. I'm gonna hit this. Uh, what is it? Single malt Scotch bourbon. What All is right. it? What do you is- got? A blended malt scotch whiskey. Blended malt scotch whiskey. All right. Let's see what this is all about. I'm going to uh, hit this. We'll talk to you next time. You enjoy Cabo, buddy. Hey, thank you. I'll see you when I get back with a tan. All right, brother. We'll talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other.